All right, time for uh, it's been way too long. It's been like weeks, man, if, uh, of a Mookie and Bull in the basement, for God's sake. Are you in your basement? Nope, not in the basement, but it feels like it, though. Nice and comfortable. <laughs> uh, it's good to see you, my man. It's been a long time. I know, I think the last time we talked was right before the combine. Yeah. So uh, catch us all up. I mean, everybody that follows you all over the place on social media probably already knows. But for those people that don't, catch us up on not so much like the. Um, you know, the, the 40 times and the drills and who, and like, take me through, like, just the experience of being at the combine, like interacting with other media members, both, you know, people from Buffalo, but also national media members, right? Like being able to take in Indianapolis and everything that, that they have there and all of that. And then of course, obviously everything else that goes on with all the training and, and the press conferences with the coaches and the GMs and all of that. I mean, like walk us through it, man. Cause I've never been, you've been multiple times. Man, it's like being a kid in the candy store, man. You know, it's like it's like media heaven, you know, uh, football, NFL heaven, if you will, because everybody who's anybody is there. And, you know, they're in plain sight. They're standing right next to you. And, you know, you get a chance to, like, see it on a whole another level. It's, it's, it's beyond, you know, what I do with the Bills and covering with my, 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 my colleagues. But you're there with everybody that you see on ESPN, everybody that you see on NFL Network. You see just about every coach and GM. You see just about every staff member, every owner. Uh, then, you know, you, you got the top prospects around. So you, you who's who and what's what in the NFL is definitely an indie. And it's a great time because, you know, you I mean, just the, just the overall ambiance of Indianapolis at that time is just like, it's, it's just awesome, man. And, you know, you, when you go out to eat, you, you know, you're going out to eat and then you might be, might be Jerry Jones there, you know, right. talking with, with, with his coaching staff or whatever the case may be. You got agents as well as there as well that be there. And, you know, it's just an overall good atmosphere, overall good experience, uh, you know, great networking. Um, you know, you got all uh, NFL teams represented there. So one bills live is there with Steve Tasker and Chris Brown and those guys. So, you know, you always get some good insight on, you know, what they have to say about things and what's happening. But then again, you hear that from everybody, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's just like, you can hear anything that's going on as far as these guys, medicals, uh, what they talking in depth about Pacific players, uh, Pacific trades is going on, or, you know, who's going where in free agency before it happens. So you, you get a good, you get a lot of good juicy stuff down at the NFL combine, man. And I, I enjoyed every bit of it. I bet. Who uh, did, did you get to St. Elmo's or no? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's right when <laughs> you walk out the doors. One block and it's right there. You know, St. Elmo's, uh, they, they came actually uh, to the convention center and did a, a, did a, a little quick display wow. uh, for all the media. You know, I guess they, you know, uh, for lunch, they had, uh, you know, they was giving out these uh, examples of the shrimp with the St. Elmo's cocktail sauce. Yep. It definitely wake you up if, uh, if you if you're down if you're ever down in Indianapolis, make sure you try St. Elmo's out. Make sure you try Harry's and Izzy's. Uh, you know those are two of my favorite places to go they're, to. In they're awesome, and and make sure that your wallet's full of money when you go. <laughs> reasonable prices, though. I mean, and, and you know it's not too pricey, but you know I mean reasonable prices. Shout out to Kilroy's too; they took care of us. Right on, down. right. That's awesome. Um, I know that you obviously were part of a lot of the pressers with a lot of the players who, who of the ones that you saw in person with your own eyes 
were you most impressed by? Um, let's see. Just a period, just prospect period, or a, a guy that the Bills got an eye for? Pro, prospect period, yeah, because I, I know you were there with 99 from Georgia, and I, I heard from a lot of people that he was like the biggest human being they've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I took a picture with the biggest human being ever seen. And he made me look <laughs> like I was a, you know, a troll or something like that. That's how huge he is. But uh, I, I was sad to say him. Um, you know, there's a lot of guys that spoke quite well. You know I mean? If you just want to get a judge of character just by the way they talk. Um, it was it was quite a few guys, but he definitely stood out from being, you know, six, seven, 340 pounds and able to, you know, speak, speak, you know, with a good head on his shoulders and, you know, the football aspect pretty much take care of itself. So I was impressed by him. Uh, Malik Willis, you know, I just like his whole demeanor, how he is just himself. He's just keeping it real, you know, on his game and, you know, his his views on things. Um, who else? Who else is pretty? Uh, I like James Cook from out of Georgia. Yeah. You know, I like James Cook. He, he come with a little sense of humor. But, you know, you, you can tell he mean business, but, you know, he's, he's more relaxed, calm and cool. You can tell, like, he's always used to these type of things. You know what I mean? You can always see who's a, a PR'd up guy than, than opposed to, you know, someone who isn't. So, you know, you got some guys who didn't even partake in the interview process because, you know, they don't handle questions well. Yeah. You know, so, you know, yeah, yeah you got that out of a few guys this year. Um then, you know, it was obviously that medical that's going to, you know, make you late to the media session. There was a few of that going on. Kenny Pickett started that when they was trying to, you know, every team want to touch his hand. So, you know, that that took that took about an extra hour. You know, we had to wait for him to speak with him for an extra hour. And it kind of went that way to for a few guys that was hot on the combine radar as far as the media portion goes. But medical was holding those guys up, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, it's 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 quite the it's quite the deal coming out here because if medical, all thirty two doctors from each team want to examine you and touch on you, pull on you, try to make sure everything is intact before you get red flag for something that you didn't even have no clue that you had, you know. So I get it, you know what I mean. But it was it was worth the wait. It's funny. I mean, they talk about guys, you know, their hand size and linemen, their 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 length, you know, especially tackles and how long their arms are and all of that. It's like, mm -hmm. come on, man. Like if you can play, you can play it, it, as far as I'm concerned, but I'm doing a, a podcast with you. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's how much I know, but still does it, it sounds really silly to me. Like there's the tape. That's what he can do against guys that are NFL size, maybe not NFL, NFL caliber or talent, but still, you know, Oh, he's got his arms are too short. Yeah. But look, he still can do this. Uh, yeah. Whatever. Um, yeah, but that, that stuff, it kind of matters, though. When you figure, if you go, so let's say for a, 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 a tackle, right, and he has not, he has short arms, not the NFL average for, you know, average tackle. And then you look at guys like Von Miller, right? You look how long he is and stuff like that. I mean, if, even if it's even Steven, even if the tackle has NFL size length arms, it's still Von Miller over here. So it kind of do has its points. You know, because you got to forget, boy, we living in an analytical world, man. Yeah. So measurables and numbers and, you know, screw the physicality part. They just they just took that out of the window. Just, <laughs> they, it's, it's all numbers now. So I guess it, it, it kind of do matter to some extent. You know, right. someone in a, 
in the office made that one up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because <laughs> I'm just like, I've had it with analytics. I hear, I hear so many people. Well, I, I mean, there are stats that I have never heard. I, I consider myself a little bit educated when it comes to, to football and sports. But man, some of these like next gen stats that so there's next gen stats, but then there's like next, 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 next. Hold on. I'm following up my chair. Gen stats, right. That are like, this guy on, you know, third and 18, uh, you know, in a certain set did X, like what? Like it's, it's nuts how intricate and specific these guys are now getting with their, uh, their analytics. And you just, I, I like it when guys say, I'm going to take the analytics for what, what they are, for what they're worth. But I'm also going to take the tape for what it is. I got to take my conversations with them for what it mm-hmm. is. So all of them have their percentages, right? And and sometimes <laughs> I feel like, especially some people in our business, use the analytics uh, to an extent where you're like, really? Like, I mean, okay, that's fine. You, you can quote <laughs> that. But come on, let, let's watch the guy play. So Right, right. I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm, I know what my eyes see. You yep. know what I mean? I don't, I, I don't need a piece of paper. You telling me oh, on this situation and third down, this person normally does this. I'm going to tell you what my eyes just saw. You know what I mean? So there's my, my analytical eyes is going to tell you what I saw. And it's nothing that your piece of paper can change that. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I'd have been in a few arguments about that, you know, but so yeah, I'm on I'm, your I'm side. I got your back. I got your back on that one. One hundred percent. Um, it's even like the 40 time, right? Well, a guy's four, four, or a guy's four, five, right? It's one tenth of one second. It's not about like the flat out clock. It's about how that guy moves. Right. And it's about how that guy reacts to the guy on the other side. Yes. Speed is speed. And you can't be taught. We know all that, that, that cliche, but like, it's more about the player, how he's coached, how he executes, in my opinion, than the actual clock you know whatever the 40 time says mm. well the 40 is more or less straight line speed it's not like he's he's doing a pose and then he gotta you know make defenders miss you know he it's a lot of things that come along with that now if he's out in open space okay yeah his, his he's 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 suspected to run his 40 time you know what i mean if sure. he's not around nobody if he don't have to dip around nobody or do anything you know to make nobody miss then okay straight line speed it's it's a foot race after that and that's where you suspect this 40 time to kick in that's right pull away from guys but some some guys are more quick than fast and that's That's right you know what i mean that's another difference you know yeah like i would say i'll get i'm gonna get killed for this but i'm gonna say it anyway i think tyreek hill is more quick than fast or maybe Mm -hmm. he's just both He's a cheater. Yeah, he's just exceptional, right? He's just that. Right. He's just that good. He's he's both, but and, and we definitely will talk about him. Um, I can tell second. you one though. I can tell you one. Devin Singletary, right? Yeah. Is he more quick than fast? Here it is. He at the his forty time is just a four six. That's relatively slow, especially for a guy his size, right? But I have not seen Devin Singletary get tackled from behind. You know what I mean? Not too many times. You know what I mean? Like. So is he more quick than fast? You know, I, I've seen him break away from some people too. You know, so that that that, that lets you know, in some phases of the game, it, it matters, but then again, it doesn't. 
He also, by the way, has not had very many opportunities to break away from people. I mean, you got to have like a hole and, you know, an alley and a lane to go and break away from people. Unfortunately, he hasn't had that very much um, in the last couple of years. Um, uh, So, okay, Combine was great. You loved it. It was fun. Uh, I know, I think think you watched Jamison Williams, right? You you heard him talk. Um, What what did you make of him? Because I know, gosh, man, you hear everybody on – on radio and a lot of the national people saying, man, I mean, watch out for Jamison Williams. I mean, he's a guy to pay attention to, especially with the bills, especially with the fact that again, let's go back to that speed when he's fully repaired and let's hope he gets to that place. He is that burner guy that the bills don't really have in terms of deep threat. I know Crowder's quick. I know Isaiah McKenzie's really quick, but they're also not super. They're not really sizable in terms of what Jamison Williams is. Right. Right. You know, Jamison Williams is about 6'2", 6'3". He's definitely a person of interest from the Bills, and and the interest is mutual. Um, You know, he can blow the top off a defense, and that's something that's been lacking, you know, with the Buffalo Bills. You you got Stephon Diggs, you got Gabe Davis. But, you know, only perimeter speed out there where you have is Stephon Diggs, but if you double him, take that away, then what we're dealing with, you know. So we need that speed burner that, you know, with some size, Okay, no more five, eight, five, nine, five, ten guys. Give us a guy that Josh can see normally down the field that he can, you know, be a little bit more, be accurate with down the field at six, two, six, three, uh, with speed that teams are going to have to respect, you know. So, Jameson Williams definitely fit the mold, but there's other receivers in this year's draft that fit the mold as well. You got Chris Olave, you got Jahan Dotson, you, you, you can see a good six to seven receivers come off the board in the first round. Uh, this is definitely a wide receiver draft. So, you know, you see guys like Tariq Hill getting traded because of that, you know. Right. If it wasn't a wide right receiver draft, uh, you know, Kansas City wouldn't have been too quick to get rid of him. But, you know, you could kind of replace him in certain phases of it during this draft. It's going to be – I mean, everyone's talking about that too. I mean, and we'll get to that in a little bit about Hill leaving and what Kansas City does in his in his, in his stead. Um, so – Okay, you mentioned size. What do you know? I mean, you you're all around the Bills way more than I am. What what's the deal with Isaiah Hodgins? Can he be a guy? Can he be similar to Gabe Davis and kind of come out of nowhere and be an impact player? Like, what's his deal? I think it's his deal is more or less okay. He's he's came in development project, um, nagging little injuries, but when you look at it, uh, here it is. Well, he was a six round pick. So you got guys like Emmanuel Sanders, Cole Beasley. You got Gabe Davis, who was drafted higher than he was. You got Stephon Diggs. You got Isaiah McKenzie. You got Kumaro, who's a veteran. So, you know, he's kind of like little man on a totem pole, but he is a draft pick. Uh, he has 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 uh, flashed in, at camp, you know. So maybe this is the year that, you know, they take the training wheels off him and see what they got in reference to him as too. I think, you know, he's definitely going to get um, a good look to see where his development is because he has uh, looked good at practices in the beginning of the season during training camp. But, you know, he always get those nagging injuries. He had shoulder injury and uh, and it was another injury he had right before, um, right before uh, season uh, started, you know what I mean? So this is maybe the year they look, they got to look at him. I mean, he's the biggest guy on the team, six, four, uh, can be a red zone guy. 
uh, can run some routes. I mean, like I said, he definitely looked good. He can be a steal, but we don't know what we're getting out of him because he hasn't been on the field to play because he's been basically stockpiled by so many guys that the Bills have on the roster, but they don't have as many as they have had in the past. So, you know, look to see him to get a, a, a definite opportunity in training camp and a good look to see, uh, you know, where's his development gone this far. Um, what is your opinion on, you know, when Brandon Bean and his crew, it's their pick at 25, provided they haven't picked out or traded out of it. You know, everybody says it's either, you know, best player available or need based on what their board looks like. And nobody knows what their board looks like, right? The only people that know the people that what their board looks like are the people in their war room. So, <laughs> so for you, I mean, what, what do we do? Like if, if, if 99 from Georgia is at 25 and he's like their guy at that place, best player available, like from, I'm just me personally, I'm not going there based on everything they've done. I love Phillips bringing him back, man. That guy is active. He's, he's excited to be here. He was great when he was here before you get Jones in. Uh, obviously you got Ed Oliver, you get Tim settle. I don't know what, what he's going to be super capable of. He hasn't put up, you know, remarkable numbers, but he's still a huge person in the middle of that defensive line. So I, I don't know. It's such a tough thing to make a decision on when your guy at 25, like the guy that they think is the 25th best player that's still there when you're about to pick is a guy that's, you know, there's still depth there. So what do you, what do you do? Cause I know, I don't know. Per- personally, I think corners it a massive issue unless the bills go get Hayden or Gilmore or I know there's a, a couple of other free agent corners that are pretty good out still out there, but unless they get Hayden or Gilmore, we don't know what Trey White's going to look like when he comes back. Everybody hopes he's what he's always been, but you don't know that. Right. And right. then you got, then what do you got? Then you got Dane Jackson and then you got Cam Lewis against Tyreek Hill in the division now. Right. I mean, I think corner <laughs> is, is, has gotta be the, and there's a lot of corners that are ranked from most of the mocks I've seen really high. I think mm-hmm. the bills throw out everything unless either the right wide out or the right corner is there at 25. What do you think? Or if you got a guy that you coveted, go get him. I mean, you know, I mean, what are we waiting on? We making these big splash moves. Obviously it's super bowl or bust for bills. Yep. So why would we go and get a guy that we have to develop you know, to, but he has to start and learn on the fly. If we're going to do that, go get the best guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would try to move up. If, 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 if um, my guy sauce is there from Cincinnati at 12, then I'm looking to move up to go nab. I mean, I'll use our pick from this year in our first round pick for next year, because that's going to round out to be anywhere between you don't want it to be the last pick in, in the extra draft anyway. Sure. Yeah. And so I would, you know, that, that pick can be expendable to move up to get a guy that, you know, is the best corner out there. You know what I mean? Coming up and you, you, you bring Trey back. Uh, he's on pace to, 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 to come back, but I'm not sure if he's going to be ready week one The bills, even if he is ready, I doubt if he plays week one, I think the bills are just going to bring him back slow as possible. And then um, just, you know, just getting back to your normal self is going to take 2023, you know what I mean? Before sure. you really start getting back into your old self with, with that knee and all. So cornerback is definitely essential now when you look at the moves that the Bills have made in free agency. 
Um, and the know, AFC and that, in general? Just the AFC? Been, yeah, just the AFC with all these receivers yeah. and new quarterbacks out here. You definitely got to get corners. We definitely – we in a desperate need for corners. And, um, yeah, guys like Gilmore is out there. But, Gilmore, you want the bag or do you want to – you want to you want to stake at winning another championship? Right. Uh, you know, so you got Trey Wayne's out there. There's guys. There's definitely NFL guys that are out there and available. But, uh, um, I, yeah, I don't know. Again, this is why Bean is so good. We're, he's It's crazy to think, as good as the Bills are, that first-round pick is going to be super difficult for them because there is a lot of talent there in need positions. Right. And, additionally, there could be guys that are on their board that drop to 25. Like, what if, you know, I don't know where he's ranked anymore at linebacker, but if, if Dean from George is there, I mean, I, I would love to get another linebacker on this team. I mean, I know they bring in Lee from the Raiders. He had a couple of good years back in 17 and 18, but man, the last couple of years have been really down for him. I don't know what his potential is, but I'd love to get another active playmaking linebacker here. Right. We definitely do need that as well. I mean, when you get rid of AJ Klein, you don't replace him. Uh, you're not sure if we're going to, you know, what we're going to do with Tremaine Edmonds, uh, Matt Milano, you, you re-sign him, but he's injury prone. So cornerback, linebacker are the two things right now that's is essential uh, on the Bills right now. It's defense, especially, you know, number one defense. Uh, you got one of the, you know, on paper, you got one of the best defensive lines right now in the NFL. I would say top five right now, just on paper. Um, and coming coming back as a number one ranked defense, you got two our pro safeties. So corner and linebacker is something that is definitely needs to be addressed. And then on the offensive side, you always can use more receivers, a running back, and we need uh, some guards. Yeah, so. for sure, for sure. I was gonna I was gonna flip it over to the to the to the offense, but I'll do it after I ask you about Von Miller. I mean, there 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 doesn't appear to be any any drop off in that guy, right? I mean, he's He's going to be an impact player right out of the gate, or at least he should be, right? Oh, without a doubt. They're not yeah. paying him $17 million, you know, <laughs> $52 million guarantee, you know, not to, you know. Um, and it's kind of, it was kind of surprising to me because Brandon Bean said that, you know, that they weren't going to go out and spend a lot of money on free agents or make any big splashes. But, you know, they are the best at smoke screening. You know what I mean? One thing I can't say about the Bills since the McDermott era started, they do a lot of body bluffing out there. You got to read it between lines, you know, because obviously when you do look at it, it kind of makes sense because the Bills, I mean, the biggest eyesore is not getting to the quarterback. They've been stressing that for, you know, the past two seasons. Well, we got to get to the quarterback. We're not getting to the quarterback. They invested money in Mario Addison and Jerry Hughes to get to the quarterback. That hasn't happened. They invested draft picks in A.J. Espinosa and Gregory Rousseau and Boogie Basham you know, uh, the jury is still out on them. But once again, boy, they don't have time to wait. So what do you do? You go get the best pass rusher available in the game and then free agency. And wasn't that many top tier, you know, pass rushers. You got Chandler Jones and then you have Von Miller. Then when you look at the draft, it's not that many top tier pass rushers needed. They're all going to be gone in the top 10. Right. So the Bills had to speak now or forever hold their peace if they wanted to solve their problem on the edge. You go get one of the best guys in the game, even though it's going to cost you money, but you, 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 you get what you pay for. And hopefully the Bills should, you know, get a nice piece that will help them get to the Super Bowl in Von Miller. I know you talked to Shaq Lawson 
um, I mean, we're taping this on what day is it? The 24th. Uh, you taped, you talked to him earlier today. I'm curious, like, is Shaq Lawson a guy? I mean, you just, you just read off all the, all the edge guys. Is he a guy they maybe look to move inside uh, on this defense and maybe have a little bit more activity on the inside, a more athletic guy on the inside to, to go with the guys we already mentioned that they acquired on the inside? Well, like I said before, they got a great rotation. I mean, like when you figure, when you figure, okay, just say, for instance, you can start Shaq Rawson and Boogie Basham as your ends to shut down the run. I mean, they're great run stoppers. Shaq right. is, you know, he's a run stopper first. Uh, he can get after the passer. I mean, he had a career year in Saxes last year in Buffalo under Leslie Frazier's scheme. Uh, he is strong enough to play inside, but, you know, his strong suit is more stopping the run. So you, you might not – you might just bring Vaughn in sometimes as a situational pass rusher. Yep. You know what I mean? Go get the quarterback. And, you know, you'll start off with Boogie Basham, or you can start Rousseau. It don't matter. You know what I mean? They got a good rotation to choose from, right? So I'm just going to say Boogie Basham, Shaq, Jordan Phillips, Ed Allen. There you go. On first down. That, that, could, that, could, that could shake out like that. And then you rotate on a pass rushing side with, you know, you, you need that interior, that interior, but you just bring in Von Miller and Greg Rousseau or Epineza and Von Jerry Miller. Hughes. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, Jerry Hughes. A, he's still here. Yeah. So yeah. They, they are, they have a gifted group for sure at, at, at edge rusher now for sure. Um, all right, let's flip it over. What do you, I'm going to start with Duke, Duke Johnson. What do you like about Duke Johnson? I like Duke Johnson. He, he gives us a, a feisty back with some speed, you know? Um, that's one thing that's been lacking with the Bills. They haven't had any speed. Once again, Devin Singletary, 4-6, Zach Moss, 4-6. Um, they was just victim of a bad, uh, run scheme last year. Uh, so I, you can't really judge him. I mean, even for Singletary, I mean, this is his third year. Uh, but you could look at it from the year before. It was just bad. Do you, is it a bad scheme or is it just a sophomore slump? But when they finally, you know, started doing things that Devin Singletary is more comfortable with, you started seeing, you know, the run game flourish. And then you start seeing the offense thrive a little more because you had to pay attention to the running back now. And then, then Josh Allen running the ball. So hopefully, or well, I know for a fact that's going to be a different recipe because of the offensive line coach, Aaron Cromer. He's a more smash mouth power style, smaller type of coach, you know. So they're not going to be playing soft and passive with a zone type of run. Uh, There's just going to be more downhill in your face uh, run style. And uh, you're going to see a better David Singletary because of that. And obviously, you're going to see a guy like Duke, Duke Realms eat in this system. But once again, I think the Bills are still going to draft another running back as well. Yeah, I, I would see. I would think so, too. I mean, they just don't have – Zach Ross just hasn't shown that he can be uh, between the tackle guy with the vision and the feet that you really need to be a between the tackle guy, right? And he just hasn't shown that to be like a, like an average NFL. I think, I think Singletary and Duke Johnson are smaller – for, for running back sizes, Zach Moss is more of an average NFL running back. And yet he's, he, he just does not show for me anyway, the, the footwork and the vision to be a guy that you can rely on to get four, four and a half yards to carry every time. Um, I just, I just haven't seen it. And I don't know if that's by virtue of, like you said, scheme offensive line, the way it was sort of juggled and thrown together uh, at certain points of the season. Um, but he just not his, he just hasn't shown it. I want to see a guy like, like you said, you know, a, a 6'1", 215, 220 kind of guy who 
has quickness, who has vision, who can elude, who can find small gaps in spaces and, and, and generate, you know, yards after contact. Okay. I'm asking for the perfect running back. Sorry, but um, (laughs) you know, but that's the kind of guy I'm looking for. I want a Jonathan Taylor guy who maybe doesn't have that level ability, but maybe is approaching it. Right. And that's the kind of guy I'd love to see them get at some point in the draft, whether it's second, third, fourth round. Right. Right. And you got a plethora of backs that fits the mode in that regard. I mean, Uh, first back ever everybody saying out of Iowa State is Brees Hall. Uh, you know, six foot. It's a whole bunch of running backs right now. That's six one, two twenty, two twenty five. I mean, it's, it's it's about six of them. You got Bryce Hall from Iowa State. You got uh, Kenneth Walker from Michigan. He's not six foot, but I mean, he's one of the top backs coming out of college this year in Michigan State. Very productive, and you know, he can catch. He's good with his hands. He can make you miss in space. So you, you, he's 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 those two guys are top two backs right now. Uh, you got Isaiah Spiller from out of Texas Tech. Uh, you got Brian Robinson from out of Michigan. You have Rashad White uh, out of Arizona State. You got James Cook from out of Georgia. So there's going to be a lot of running backs uh, that's going to be available, you know, in those later rounds that the Bills could go ahead and select. You got Kyron Wilms from out of um, Notre Dame. You got out of Notre Dame. You have yeah. Pierre Strong from out of um, – North Dakota State, you know, and these guys are running four threes for crying out loud, you know. Uh, that's something that we need, a guy with some size and some speed and got some good hands, a bigger body that can help protect your quarterback in pass pro situations, you know what I mean? Were you were you surprised by Jamison? You talked to Jamison Crowder too, so I, I'm going to let you talk a little bit about what he told you. But were you at all surprised by that? I mean, I, I figure they re-signed McKenzie, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, that's cool. There's, there's your slot guy. We saw what he, what he did against New England. Now, granted, the big New England game that he had, the career, what is 11 catches or whatever he had, was against, what, a, a seventh or eighth guy in the depth chart corner because everyone was hurt that game for New England, right? So he, he, they, the Bills were smart. They took advantage of, of, of a mismatch, clearly. But I thought when I saw that out of Isaiah McKenzie, he may have, and when they resigned him, and knowing Beasley probably wouldn't be here, I thought, well, maybe that's your slot guy, and maybe he still maintains, obviously, a special teams role in the return game. And then they get Jamison Crowder. Now, Jamison Crowder's a little bit different of a guy, right? Um, and certainly, in terms of a, comedy or a, a comparison between him and Beasley, uh, much more productive. Yeah, right. Definitely more, much more productive, much younger. You know, and that right. too. So, like I said, I, we commend Cole Beasley and what he's done, and, and his and him, him helping Josh develop into the quarterback that he has. We give him tons of credit for that. But right now, um, the business side outweighs this, the overall production of what he's been doing as of late. Uh, he, he has the production is there. Eighty-two coaches last year, eighty-two catches a year before. But you know, the decrease in yards, the decrease in yards after catch. It's something that, you know, the Bills really need in that regard going forward. And I don't know if it's due to him being a little older, him being nicked up or, you know, whatever the case. And the hands are there. Now, Josh Allen definitely was going to him on third downs and he definitely delivered. But yards after catch and, you know, one touchdown can't pay you six million dollars at that point. You know what I mean? When you get a guy like Jamison Crowder for a one year deal two and a half million that can go up to four, you know, right now, I mean, Isaiah McKenzie and him are, are pretty much getting the same pay and his market value carried $12 million this year. He yeah. could have easily went to another team for 10 million right now. Isn't that amazing? The, the value Josh Allen is now showing, right? 
Yes. I'll, I'll take $10 million less than I'm worth to play with Josh Allen and have a chance to win a Super Bowl. I mean, that's crazy, but it makes sense. And, and, it, and it's, and it's, it's, it, I think if you're a long time Bills fan, like the both of us are, it's, it's head shaking. You're like, this is really happening in Buffalo. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. I never thought it wouldn't. It is. Um, Buffalo's contagious. It's, yeah. It's contagious. So McKenzie now with Crowder here. I mean, I don't anticipate both those guys. I mean, I guess they could be in a set where they could, you could have two guys in, in the slot on each sides if you wanted to. Um, but I'm assuming that Isaiah McKenzie will just kind of go back to being sort of that, that gadget guy in a, in a, in a rotational fourth or fifth or sixth guy. Right. Yeah. I mean, or you can have them both out there. Now, who's yeah. to say that they both can't be out there. You know, it's all types of packages, yep. you know, that you can put together with that. You know what I mean? So you never know. And then there's always injuries too. So yep. they got him under contract for two years, but when you, you, you can't turn down a guy like Jamison Crowder for two and a half million dollars, nope. <laughs> you know, you got to go get that guy, you know, but I, I still feel that the bills are going to get another guy in the draft. I'm not sure if he's going to go in the first round and do it. Um, or, you know, they go in the later rounds. There's still some guys out there sure. that have some size that, you know, that's still some speed burners out there. You know, you got Alex Pierce from out of Cincinnati, 6'3", uh, you know, great size, 200 pounds. and runs a 4'4", 40. You got Christian Watson from out of uh, North Dakota State, 6'4", 225 pounds. He's running four threes. So, you know, there's some guys out there that the Bills def- that, that definitely will be there in, you know, first round, second round, third round that they can choose from, you know. Um, keep in mind, we got O.J. Howard now, too. Oh, my God. Thank you for bringing him up. Because for me, I mean, we all love Von Miller. I mean, it's Miller time. It's great. Whatever. But I, I got to tell you, O.J. Howard came in the same day as Von Miller, and I was jacked up for, for O.J. Howard. I was like, man, this poor guy. He was what the 18th overall pick or something like that in the first round for yeah. for the Bucks. He gets hurt, great develops. Gronk comes in, so now there's no place for OJ Howard. So he's never had an opportunity to really develop and show the kind of all around, you know, five tool whatever guy he is. Mm-hmm. He's massive. He can block. He can run like the wind. He's got great. I mean, my God, this for <laughs> changes scenery. This guy could be. Not to say I want to take more balls away from Dawson Knox because clearly he's been fantastic, but I think OJ Howard can be great for this team. Yes, in a heartbeat he can be. Um, you know, I asked Bean about that, and he was like, "Well, you know, maybe they can, you know, do that twelve personnel how they was in Carolina with Jeremy Shockey or, and, and Greg Olson. You know, those guys running down the scene, especially when you doing that RPO, you pulling it out of there and." Boom, you, you'll pick your poison or who you want to yep. double. Don't forget, we got Stefan Diggs out there, too. So, right. um, you know, they, they definitely got some good pieces to play around with. You know, they definitely got some good pieces. Like I was saying, boy, this roster right now is better than the 2021 Bills team. I would agree. Right now, we, we haven't even had a draft yet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I And the other guy, I mean, Saffold. I like Saffold a lot. I think that's another really solid pick. Veteran guy, smart guy, but, you know, He's going to come in there and, and let's face it, you know, the Bills offensive line, aside from Morse, is relatively young. Obviously, Spencer Brown's really young, but Dion's still, what, he's fifth year now, sixth year, whatever he is. He's still yeah. a relatively young guy. You put Saffold next to him, man, 
Now you got a guy that's been there, done that. Mm -hmm. Every kind of offense you can imagine should be dependable, I would think. I think he's an Aaron Cromer kind of guy. So I really like Saffold, too. Yeah, um, Cromer coached him uh, when he was in L.A. So, you know, we got a nasty mauler, another pro bowler. So we got a pro bowl left side. Uh, Dion and Roger definitely played in this year's Pro Bowl together. So uh, I'm quite sure they should develop some immediate chemistry. And let's not forget, maybe Cody Ford can turn this thing around with a new offensive line coach that fits his style. Who knows? He's still on the roster. Right. All right. Well, listen, um, I know like we talked a couple episodes ago about like, you know, if we're, uh, you know, doing our uh, online gaming now or whatever. And, you know, do we make wagers? <laughs> so I, I'm going to wager with you on Cody Ford. I got to think about what we should bet that would be fun. But I, I have absolutely zero faith in Cody Ford and, and, and <laughs> zero, none. I just think that guy mailed it in and whatever. God, I hope he does great. I hope Cromer can work some magic and make him into something. But man, I just I got I got I got nothing for no love for Cody Ford from this guy. No love for Cody. Man. No love for Cody hey, Ford. If they release him, they could save some money this year. I think they saved uh one and a half million if he's to be released. So I mean jury's still on out on that. Um so who knows? I'm quite sure the Bills are definitely going to look in the draft for some material lineup. For sure. That's for sure. Yeah. Um Obviously, around the league, it's been crazy. Around the AFC, has been crazy. And now everybody's talking about the Dolphins. Holy cow. I mean, the Dolphins, they bring in the, you know, the Ivy League guy from San Francisco to be their head coach. And he's going bananas. I mean, just absolutely bananas. Um, everyone thought the Dolphins were dead after the Brian Flores thing and, and Tua's junk and yada, yada, yada. And holy cow, have they crushed it. They have absolutely crushed it. Forget about Tyreek Hill, who we already talked about. And I know everyone's saying, well, you got to have a guy that's going to be able to get him the ball, and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I mean, and Tua, I, jury remains out on him. I think everyone would, would agree on that. But right. he's got Tron Armstead now. That's pretty solid. Now, granted, it's not his backside. I mean, Tron Armstead is a left tackle and Tua is left-handed. So I don't even know who the Dolphin right tackle is. But, um, man. They get him. They get Chase Edmonds, who's a dynamic back. Um, they 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 made some really significant moves this this off season, and you know in, in the division, I you got to look at them as right behind the Bills, not close, but next in line in the division. Would you agree? Um, mm, I must say that's kind of tough. I can't count Belichick out. I don't care who in the hell Miami has. I just can't count Bill Belichick out. So I'm going to say no right now. I know they got Terry Kill and all of that. I'm still going with Bill Belichick to, you know, hold that second place down. I mean, I mean, they almost made the playoffs last year, you know. So, I mean, who did they lose off a team? Well, I mean, they, <laughs> they, 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 lost, they lost their center. Ted Karras is gone. Yeah, they lost their corner. They lost J.C. Jackson. Yeah, I mean, those are pretty significant people. Mm -hmm. um, was Karras the center of the guard? Because I know David Andrews was there, too, but whatever. Um, he was center. So, was center but he, he was versatile. He can play guard. Yeah. Well. So those are pretty significant. J.C. Jackson's really significant, right? I mean, his, his interception numbers are unmatched, really, the last couple of years. So um, that's going to be tough for them to replace. I, I would be surprised. 
I wouldn't be surprised rather. And I don't know how he left and if it was on good or bad terms, but I mean, they can bring Gilmore back too, and, you know, put him in there if they needed to. Um, but yeah, I just, it's, it's going to be really interesting to see. I, I, I said it on Twitter, the dolphin coach. Yeah. He's made some really interesting maneuvers in terms of free mm-hmm. agency. I guess the biggest question is, can he game manage and can he, you know, play call uh, right. that way? I mean, yeah. Okay. You've given yourself the guys to, 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 to make things happen, but can you get them to execute? And will your scheme work for them? So that's, right. I think that's the biggest question in Miami as far as I'm concerned. Oh yeah. I mean, we can't just, I mean, you got guys, you got Chad Johnson saying that they're going to beat the bills now because they got Tyreek Hill. Okay. All right. So you want me to believe that, Ernesto was a stoolie because Sosa said so. <laughs> Come on, Ocho. Come on now. This is going nuts right now. What did people say anything these days? Oh, yeah. Now, he, he is a dynamic player, but we're not going to lose a game in Miami because of Tyreek Hill. Now, we're going to see, was it Tyreek Hill or was it the quarterback? You know what I mean? So, Tua has to get Tyreek Hill the ball. And you can't get Tyreek the ball when you're on the ground. All right. So, right. You know. I mean, they, they, they added Connor Williams too. They had Mostert, who's another dynamic back. I mean, mm-hmm. it, 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 Bridgewater, can he play if they needed to do, I guess. Cedric Wilson's a nice receiver too, by the way. In addition to Jalen Waddell, man, I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I think the Dolphin offense all by itself is, better than New England's or the Jets, but largely in part because of Tyree Kill and Teron Armstead. But, um, yeah, it's going to be very Still interesting. Be coach. Yeah. Still got to coach him. That's uh, right. How is this new guy coaching? Nobody knows how this new guy right. is coaching. You know, I mean, he, was he an offensive coordinator? I mean, he wasn't even a coordinator, you know what I mean, for San Fran. So we have to say he's an offensive assistant, but – I didn't see him call no plays out there. Isn't that funny? We 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 touched on analytics earlier. Was isn't that like his specialty? That he was like right. an analytics guy, right? Um, so that's gonna be really interesting. I mean, I love the Bills' chances when you got Josh Allen. You know, especially in the division. I mean, it's it's hard to root against that. And now you got Von Miller as a rush end, and and I I I mean, the Bills I think are overwhelming favor. I mean, they're overwhelming fame. It's not overwhelming, but they're favorites to win the Super Bowl next year, which means they're clearly favorites to win their division because no one's going to touch them. What do you think besides? So, is 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 the AFC West automatically the best division now, based on the just simply based on their quarterbacks? Yeah, you give it that. If you're looking at the quarterbacks, I, I was I would think so. I would definitely think so. Looking at the quarterback position from Russell Wilson, you know, future Hall of Famer. Um, you got, you know, Derek Carr, who's solid in his own right. You got Mahomes. If he keeps playing the way he's playing, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame as well. And, um, and you, got you, got, you got Herbert, one of the rising stars, very rapidly in the NFL. So, yeah, you, you got by the looks of the quarterback, most definitely. But how many of those guys are going to make the playoffs? You know, they're going to be beating yeah. themselves up. Yep. You know, who so are you? Somebody. Go ahead. Somebody's going to be asked out. Yeah. Somebody, somebody's going to be asked out, bro. I am really excited to see what, if anything, Matt Ryan can do with that Colt team. I'm really excited mm-hmm. to see if he can, you know, 
reinvigorate that offense. I mean, Jonathan Taylor by himself, obviously is a superstar, but you have to have a quarterback that is reliable when he may not be, you know, when people are putting nine in the box and they're saying, all right, quarterback beat you, beat us like a lot did to Carson Wentz late in the season. Right. So right. I, I'm really excited to see what Matt Ryan can do with the Colts. Um, it, it's, it's, this off season has been absolutely nuts, man. It's just been, and the okay. NFC, I mean, then you got Devontae Adams in the AFC. It's 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 uh, it's mind blowing what's been happening. Mind blowing. Everything is in the AFC now. It's yeah. gonna be tough to see who's gonna make these Pro Bowls too, because it's it's just too many hot boys in the AFC right now. Right on. Way too many of them. So I mean, some good competition. Uh, I mean, and it's not. I mean, let's not forget Cincinnati. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. You know, Baltimore come back healthy. Uh, you know, we're going to see Pitt, what Pittsburgh is going to do, what they bring to the table, and obviously Cleveland. Um, so it's going to be it's going to be pretty, pretty interesting in the AFC this year. And, but and, we all know who's going to win the AFC. East. That's right. We do. Uh, and, and, and you know, Jacksonville's now got a quarterback guru in Doug Peterson. What he does with Trevor Lawrence, who knows? I mean, they paid a million dollars to get St. Jones. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. Um, and, but, and, you know, they are going to get ATN this year which they didn't have all last year be interesting to see with a year away from football if that guy i mean he had massive massive expectations for jacksonville now he's Mm going to come back they think you know 100 it's be interesting to see what he's capable of doing for them oh without a doubt you know i mean another year underneath your belt um i know you didn't get an opportunity to play but just understanding the game hopefully it could slow some things down for him and we could have a, 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 I guess, a real rookie season this year, you know. So, yeah, Jacksonville might have a little stake in the claim a little bit there. They got Christian Kirk. He made, they, thanks to Christian, thank you, Jacksonville, for resetting the damn wide receiver market. Like, right? How does Christian Kirk get paid more than Stefan Diggs? <laughs> That's ridiculous, man. Yep. Analytics, right? Thank yeah. God for analytics. Huh? I guess so. I guess so. Um, all right, so we've basically touched out. I mean, the, the draft is still five weeks away anyway, so or four and a half, whatever it is. Um, so we still get some time to, to that, and we'll spend some more time on the draft as we get a little bit closer. But um, NCAA Sweet 16 going on. We're cheating as we're doing our uh, as we're doing a podcast watching Gonzaga. I, th- I think they're – are they losing at halftime? Yeah. I think they're losing at halftime to Arkansas, yeah. Um, and they didn't play well in their last game either. It took a significant second half for Gonzaga to win that game um last weekend but um who do you like that's left in the tournament um i like providence really i like providence i like providence um are you biased because you saw him in person yeah a little bit (laughs) but it's kind of hard because it's like when you look at it, it was like, well, damn, Arizona one seed, they could get knocked off. Gonzaga, they had one seed, they could get knocked off. You know, we know Duke can get knocked off. So it was like, would this be the final four where a number one seed might not make it to the big dance? I mean, it could easily happen when you look at these opponents that they're facing now in the Sweet 16. And then you looking at these games hasn't been easy as number one seeds. You know what I mean? So he kind of give you that, like, I mean, they went to – they just went to overtime with TCU. Yeah. You know, and, all, and all, what you could say, well, they almost lost that game because they went to overtime with TCU, right? But then again, in the Sweet 16, they'll blow their opponent out. So it was like, ugh. It's kind of tough this year because you got a lot of a lot of teams now 
are playing with grown men. Yeah. Or you got guys that's that's graduate seniors out there, you know, up against one and dunners. There's no way. That's like that's like me playing against my older brother. I'll never win. You know, what I, mean? <laughs> I might win one time, you know, what I mean, one out of one out of five or, you know, what I mean, one out of 10 or something. But, you know, it, it, it's just not going to happen. You out there with a grown man playing a bunch of kids. That's just not going to happen. So, I mean, look at St. Pete's. Look how they're playing right now. You know, what I mean, 15 seed right now. So. I don't know. You know, Arkansas, right. they got good coaching, man. And, and, yeah. And Musselman there. Good coach, Buffalo's coach favorite. We, we, right, Buffalo's very, very right. partial. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I guess I am biased because those two teams is in Buffalo and they put on a great show. If they can continue the process, man, they could be maybe they play each other in the final four. Who knows? Right. It, the tournament is so fun though when you see it live in person. And and even I know on on Saturday the games in Buffalo were blowouts, right? So. And, and I know some people, I, I had friends that went and, and I. No, it was I, one game, only only one game. Only one game was a blow. Just about it, all of them was was great games. Down to the wire, uh, you know, two upset specials, you know, two both 12 seeds beating the five yeah. seed. Then Iowa going down to the 13 seed. And, you know, so it was it was some good games. You know, only blowout was. Was it Providence New Mexico State? Prov- that's no, Providence, Richmond, Providence and Richmond. Yeah. It's the only blowout. You know, so. They had some good games. I mean, was it the sexy teams? You know what I mean, like yeah. the Dukes or no Blue Bloods. But we had some good basketball uh, at KeyBank, you know, last weekend for sure. For sure. Um, yeah. So you mentioned St. Peter's. I'm in a I'm in a pool where um, you just random. It's random draw for the Sweet 16, and of course, and and, and it deals with the line. So your team has to cover, obviously. Mm-hmm. So of course, I get Purdue giving up 12 and a half to St. Peter's. I'm like, Oh my God, 12 and a half uh-huh. sweet 16. Come on. Although I do like Purdue. I, I, when I first heard Purdue, I'm like, uh, and then I thought about it for a second. Cause I remember watching them uh, in their, in the last game they played and their big men on the inside are so good. They're different. Yeah. They got the big, tall, lanky kid. And then they got um, the kid that he's what about six ten, but he's like two fifty. Travion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's Edwards. Maybe I think it's his name but two different big guys in the middle, a really dynamic uh, guard. So feel a little bit better about Purdue after doing a little bit of study on them. And they, they could be a dark horse. They could be a dark horse. Yeah, they definitely can. I mean, Purdue has been, I don't want to say floating underneath the radar. I think they was ranked number one for at least one week or something like that. Then they got upset or, you know, they were supposed to be number one, but they ended up losing. They didn't get the opportunity or something like that. But, this is why we play the game, you know. Yeah. Um, so Purdue is definitely, you know, can creep up in the final four because nobody's really talking about them. But then obviously, you know, they're playing the 15 seed. <laughs> so by rule, they're supposed to go out there and win by 12 points, you know. Heck yeah, it's supposed to womp them. Yeah, like the – but again, every year it seems there's some team – it's gotten so trendy that some team, like an eight or higher – gets to the final four it seems like almost every year now or at least the elite eight right so i'm yep. praying i'm praying that it's not saint peter's i mean god bless them i'm sure they're, they're very <laughs> nice people but uh um so so who did you pick did you pick somebody at the beginning to win it all no i did i didn't pick i didn't pick you okay. know this year i just kind of just randomly just did individual stuff like okay this this team is going to win uh, I had Kansas as my final four team. 
going to the final four or, or you know, a, a final four team that can win it all. But, you know, I'm liking Providence and, you know, that's their next opponent tomorrow uh, or is it today? But yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I like Providence. I'm, I'm rooting for Providence. I'm rooting for the, I'm rooting for the Buffalo guys, you know, the Arkansas, the Texas Techs, uh, the Providences, you know, I'm rooting for those guys. Yeah. I, not me. Um, I, <laughs> I got the powers. I got my final four is Gonzaga, UCLA, Arizona, and, and Kansas and UCLA is a four, but now the big question is whether JJ, their arguably their best player comes off that ankle injury. Um, if he doesn't, that's going to be problematic, but they have the same exact team that went to the national championship last year or the final four, rather last year, really good club. Everybody's the same. And so I actually picked them to win it all. That, I mean, it's, it's, it's a reach. It's a stretch. Most people didn't, but I just, I love, you mentioned it. These are grown men. These are guys that have played together in really big moments. They know what it's like. They, they, been there done it and that's why i picked him it was more of a gut than anything but i don't see why it won't happen anyway um (laughs) hockey real quick sabers i was at the game last night i had the second best seats i've ever had in my life i was second row um which was so cool uh being right next to the glass and you know crosby skating in front of you and Mm -hmm. it, it was cool i mean you're not rooting for crosby obviously but obviously future hall of fame one of the greatest ever um, but just to see, and for no one, for anyone that's never been that close to, at a hockey game, figure out a way to get there because it is so much different. The, the ice is so much more congested than it looks from up top or on television because the mm. players are so much bigger than you think they are. Um, <laughs> the, the skill level, you see it so much different at that level. Um, the speed, the hitting, the facial expressions occasionally you'll hear what they have to say. It's such a different experience. If you've never been and can get there, do it. And it's especially sweet when your team wins in a shootout and continues their streak at three straight and they've won seven out of 10 and they're getting hot. And this is the perfect time for them to get hot because they can roll into the offseason hot and take that and build on it, adding all the players that they will next year. I'm excited about our Sabres. No doubt. I, I mean, you know, they were, here it is the Sabres and won seven out of their last 10 games. Uh, they're starting to play some good hockey. Um, and, you know, this is a good sign for, you know, heading into next year, even though the season isn't over. But when you look at the Sabres dynamic, a lot of those losses, they easily could have been in a win column because they let a lot of games slip away in the third period. I mean, drastically. I mean, there's been times where they were up two, three goals. You know, you go to the bathroom, come back, you know, the game is tied. I'm like, what the hell just happened? You know, so normally that would be the mark of a young team that just don't know how to close out games. And normally that's a good sign. I mean, looking looking at it from a football, you know, analogy in that perspective. Yeah. You know, you know, that's just like the Bills losing um, the close game early in Josh Allen career now to the point where, you know, they either blowing you out they've been in that situation before and they, you know, they know how to rise the occasion. So next year, when these guys are fourth throttle, uh, second year under coach Granado's scheme, um, understanding what he's looking for. Uh, and then obviously we have our top draft pick and Owen power there. Maybe they, they can go out and make a splash move as far as a goalie's concerned and, you know, let these guys play, 
you know, I think we got some good pieces, you know, that, that can, can definitely be a content contender, you know, going into next season. If not this year, cause how many games is left? Uh, they haven't 18, had the trade 18 deadline, or 19. Right? Yeah. No, they, they, they did have the trade deadline. It just went by and the oh. Sabres, the same, the only, the, they traded hag to the, to the Panthers and that was it. Um, but yeah, I think they have 18 games left, maybe something like that. So, you know, they're not going to make the playoffs. They're way out. They would, they would it's, it's virtually impossible. Um, I think they'd have to go undefeated the rest of the way to make right. it, um, which is, you know, we know that's not going to happen. But yeah, I mean, they, they, they look great. Their attitude's right. And think about it. After the Eichel trade, I mean, Sabres here, Knights here. I mean, they're going in completely different directions um, right. are those two franchises. And granted, Vegas has a million injuries to a bunch of their big, big stone patcheretti. I mean, they, they got some significant Leonard. They got significant injuries. I get that. But, man, they have just gone in the ta- – they're a dumpster fire at this part, point where the Sabres <laughs> are just going the other way. It's, it's awesome to right. see. It's awesome to see. Right. Right. You know, they're starting to transform. So, you know, hopefully this would be that that six and ten year that, you know, the Bills had and then next, you know, they've been in the playoffs every year ever since. So, you know, you know, I think we need that Stefan Diggs kind of splash though. We we got Owen Power, we got our Josh Allen. So let's go make that splash trade for a guy. Go get Sidney Crosby or somebody. You know what I mean? This you know, make the big splash move in hockey, too. You know, get those seats filled up. So what you're telling me is, is that somebody for some team is going to score a goal in a shootout that is going to get the Sabres into the playoffs. So the Sabres won't technically get themselves into the playoffs. It'll be somebody else that does it. And the guy that scores that goal for fill in the blank team that eliminates the team that would have been in had they not lost. <laughs> so the Sabres get in because that other team won. Whoever scores that goal, we're going to all donate hundreds of thousand dollars to that guy's charity, right? Right. <laughs> oh, you better believe it. <laughs> Sabres make the playoffs. You better believe that right. one. Boy, um, what else? Anything else you want to talk about? We, we've hit on pretty much everything. It's good to see baseball back. You know, um, that's exciting. You got NBA and uh, they lift the vaccination uh, up in New York City. So Kyrie now can play for the net so we really going to get a good look on you know what these guys gonna what they make up going to be going into playoffs my lakers are just bad man still you know what i mean but we'll see you know if they, if they can make the play-in series and just take it from there but um you know yeah this is kind of weird in the nba it's kind of weird for the hockey to be having a draft with only 18 i mean a trade deadline with 18 games left in the season Mm-hmm. What? How did that come? Did COVID make that happen too? I, like, yeah, what? I don't know the answer to that, but you're right. Not That's a lot of, of not a lot of time for a, for a guy to come in and in in gel with a new team and actually make a difference. You know, helping a team make the playoffs that's maybe bubbleish or or mm-hmm. you know whatever. Yeah, you're right. It's not a lot of time to come in and find some chemistry with a new team for sure. Yeah, NBA. Go ahead. It's, it's good to know that we didn't trade away uh, Victor Olsen, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. There were a lot of guys that were like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Don't send me there right now. We're on, we on the playoff run. Don't send me there now. Right, right. But, um, yeah, you, you look at all our guys that we do. Yeah. Um, in a way. Well, listen, man, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy all your NCAA. Enjoy your Providence. <laughs> um, and uh, 
What was her? Oh, Cody Ford. Yeah, we got, I got to write this down. Cody so Ford. Yeah. I don't know. Let me let me just give you my, a final four if I had to do a final four, right? Thank okay. you. Okay, good. We break this down. We got Gonzaga in Arkansas. You got Duke in Texas Tech. I'm going to say Texas Tech beat Duke tonight. Okay. And I'm going to say Gonzaga by the hairs of their chinny chin chin pour this thing out versus Arkansas. I love my Buffalo team, but realistically, I mean, they only lost one game all year, Gonzaga. So I'm going to say they're going to squeak by Arkansas. Texas Tech play Gonzaga, and I might say Texas Tech go ahead and, and pull the upset up. off. Texas Tech get hot at the right time. All right. Stay out of foul trouble. They, it wasn't that long ago that they were in the national championship game. So, right. I mean, and, and pull that thing off. So, I'm going to say Texas Tech. Okay. Just because they have a Buffalo kid that's there. Davion Warren, you know, that's right. definitely born and raised from Buffalo. So that supersedes Arkansas beating Gonzaga, setting it up for Texas Tech to make it to the Final Four out there in California. Eastern region, we got UN, UCLA, UNC. Uh, they hot. Hubert Davis got those guys playing yeah. some great basketball right now. Uh, Mick Cronin is a great friend of mine, uh, you know, going all the way back to the Cincinnati Bearcat days, uh, coaching uh, my cousin Leonard Stokes. But I'm just going to say Hubert Davis, Got those guys playing, you know, at a high level right now. So I, I got them squeaking by uh, UCLA. Purdue takes care of St. Pete. So I think the glass slipper pops there. And I'm going to say, I'm going to say Purdue. Purdue, okay. Purdue's going to the Final Four. It's going to be right now it. Texas Tech, Purdue. I got a strange Final Four right now. This is That's uh, not unreasonable, man. I, I kind of <laughs> like it. Okay, so like now we need two more. Okay, we got the South. We got Arizona, number one seed, facing Houston. Houston is on fire yeah. right now. The way they're Super playing. good. Arizona, I mean, I want to say they're underrated, but who they really play? You know what I mean? Your Pac-12 competition really wasn't all that great. I mean, you, you can say they kind of been struggling since the tournament began. Competition don't do nothing but get steeper and steeper. Yep. So, I say Arizona is out of here. Houston, stay hot. And, and, you know, basically that's kind of like a home game, too. It's in San Antonio. Yep. So just imagine the fans that's going to be at that game. So I'm going to say Houston, uh, take care of Arizona. Uh, they will play Michigan and Arizona right now. It's deadlocked at 22. Hunter Dickinson has been playing lights out. But if he goes get cold, then, you know, I don't, that that's pretty much the end with Michigan. Um, but Villanova, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Who's a hotter team right now? You know what I mean? Who's a hotter team? I like Jawan Howard, Fat Five guys, so I'm going to say Michigan. All right. All uh, right. Pulls that one on. So now we got Houston. We got Michigan. F to go to the final four. Jesus, Luis. <laughs> Who do you do? What do you do? I got to go with Houston there. I think Houston has just had too much firepower for Michigan. So Texas Tech, Purdue, Houston, Houston right now is in the final four. Okay, so we got Iowa State versus Miami. Your true Cinderella bowl right here. All right. Uh, I think Miami just got way too much firepower for I Iowa State. Iowa State is going to try to make it a boring, slow game as possible. Miami just got too many shooters and like to play up-tempo style. So I say Miami beats Iowa State. Providence in Kansas. <laughs> Providence in Kansas. You can't. Take Providence to beat Kansas. That's crazy. Why can't I? Well, you I can. I mean, Kansas, but... Kansas, 
I did say I had Kansas going to the final. I did say I had them going to the final. The problem is, you know, I mean, they played uh, damn near flawed. They came out on fire. I mean, I got a first front row seat to a team coming out on fire. I mean, how do you not? I mean, the confidence is like straight up here. I'm just putting down Providence, dude. Uh, you have no number ones in the final four. I'm putting down Providence. Ah, 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 not just so fast. Not so fast. <laughs> not so fast. Because it's some about Kansas. Kansas know how to pull games out. But if Providence is hot, though, it could be. You know what? The hell with it. No number one. I'm going with Providence to not Kansas. Talk. Close game. I'm going with Providence. And Providence the beats Friday Miami. Providence against Miami. And yeah, I'm saying Providence right. is cutting down nets, man. Just going, I'm going with I'm going with Providence. All right. Do you, do you want to go so far as to do a national championship or not? Or you want to leave it like right we there? We could go national champion. No, 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 no. That, that's let's leave it that's there. Next yeah, yeah, that's next week. Yeah, that's next week. That's next week. All next right. Week. Look at this. Mookie's got <laughs> Texas Tech, Purdue, Houston, and Providence in the final four. Interesting. I don't know what the ratings will look like with that final four. But whatever, <laughs> people like long shots, so it is what it is. Um, yeah, this is my long shot final four right here. But look at this: you got, you got the American, you got the Big East, you got the Big Ten, and you got is Texas Tech Big Twelve or are they SEC? Big Twelve. Big Twelve. Okay, so you got four conferences. That's I like that. Um, so that's cool. Okay, all right. I'll, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with the ones that I already picked just just because because <laughs> I'm lazy and we're out of time whatever um so I'll, I'll stay with my my ucla's and my my gonzaga's and my arizona's and my kansas's is uh and for now for now until for now. next week you know when right. you gotta do a final four you know we gotta you know you gotta customize it now a little bit more different if your guys ain't is out of it so and next week when you come to the screen and you're doing the walk of shame because your teams all got their asses kicked by my my high rank higher rank teams <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> gotta do the walk baby i don't mind doing the walk okay. all right fine and uh Long i shot mookie now if i prove right then i'm gonna have to start my own uh betting show i guess yeah, no kidding no kidding my own long shots uh and then i will between now and then i will uh i'll try and come up with a cody ford uh bet between you and i bust or or not um sure. okay you can do that with baker mayfield right now yeah that, that's true too <laughs> <laughs> well, he's out of work. Baker Mayfield might be in the USFL for God's sake. I can he's totally see be that. A he's why, not going to be starting at all this year. Why wouldn't the USFL? What the hell? Why not? Like if if the Browns outright release him because he doesn't sound like he's tradable. Um, why wouldn't his agents just be like, all right, let's go to the USFL? They, they're gonna will they'll figure out a way to pay you a gazillion dollars because you'll be by far. Well, they might not be the best, but you'll be the superstar guy of the league so i don't know That's too much of a risk because if he goes to the usfl and shits out he ain't gonna he come never, back <laughs> he's never getting the nfl <laughs> that's true that's a good point that's a good point um all right dude so all right you got your final four i got mine we will chat next week see how we did and uh and revamp and obviously, I'm assuming there will be a lot of other news stories to talk about, Bills related, NFL related, NBA. We can do a mock. We could do a we can do a Bills mock because we pretty much know free agency be dwindling down a That's little true. bit. So yeah, we can start doing a mock. I know I, I, around that time I start put my 2.0 mock up. You know, I haven't put one 
I put one up already, but it's time to do another one. So okay. after next week, uh, let me know pretty last, much. Last thing. What is the position of the player that the Bills sign last just in, in this next week? What, what position player on the field will the Bills sign? Hmm. I'm, I'm going to go corner. I'm, Bull says corner. They're going to get somebody. Mm, yeah, I'll probably agree with you, a corner. I mean, we need some sort of veteran that's going to come in for the player discount, you yep. know, and, and, and play, whether that's Steve Nelson or whether it's uh, James Bradbury get released and, you know, or, or Stephon Gilmore want to, you know, play for a contender. I know Cincinnati's been on him. I know the Raiders been on him, uh, you know, but, you know, never know. Uh, Brandon Bean still got my ABT card, you know, so – he might go snatch another, you know, big splash player. There you go. Okay. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I will wager that too, that he does not do that. Um, God, we're all like <laughs> gambling tonight. What the hell? Um, Mook, have a good week, dude. We'll talk, we'll talk during, and then we'll, uh, we'll tape another episode next week. All right. Absolutely. guy. appreciate you having me on. Thanks brother. Be well. Hey, and by the way, before you go, before we stop recording, how can people follow you? Uh, on your Twitter account and all that, where can people see all your stuff? Um, you know, you can see me on Twitter. That's WUFO Sports. That's my at there. Or, you yep. know, just type in Mookie Hawkins, M-U-K-I-H-A-W-K-I-N-S. And that's on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You know, you can't go wrong with that. You know? Yeah, and you're doing so, multiple podcasts and multiple updates, and you're always reporting stuff, like, daily. So definitely check it out. All right, man, now we're out. <laughs> Have a good weekend, pal. All right, my guy. Be good. Peace.